Welcome to the Tall and Urban Podcast by the Council on Tall Buildings and Urban Habitat. This is Daniel Safarik. This is Season 1, Timber Rising, sponsored by the USDA Forest Service. We're talking with leading experts about mass timber, a way of building with engineered wood products that is gaining traction around the world. Today we're talking to Phil McCormick, Senior Director of Development for Ivanhoe Cambridge in Denver. Phil is overseeing the development of a new mixed-use timber building in Denver's River North Art District, known locally as Rhino. Phil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. So uh, today we want to talk about the developer's uh, incentive to use uh, mass timber in high-rise construction, which is a relatively new concept for a lot of people. Um, and it sounds like your organization uh, has done a fair amount of this. Uh, I guess I'd be interested in hearing a, a top line a little bit about uh, some of your um, your leading projects that you've done recently in, in mass timber. Well, Dan, our first uh, foray into the timber world is actually designed and currently permitted and will be commencing construction on or around Q1 2021. Um, we were actually supposed to start construction here in Denver uh, earlier this year, and then obviously the world has changed. Mm. Um, and so with it, the uncertainties of that, it pushed that project out, but it will be the first mass timber project that Ivanhoe Cambridge has done. Um, we will be developing this project with Heinz, uh, who is a, uh, you know, no stranger to the mass timber world, having completed office projects in Atlanta and Minneapolis. But this will be our first project in Denver's Rhino neighborhood. And this is a, uh, is it a uh, mixed use or office or residential? It's office, office and base level retail, 210,000 square feet, six floors. That's pretty good sized. So what drove the decision to build the timber here for the first time? You know, I think it was a, a combination of really a, some insight passed down by the Case de Dupont uh, to Ivanhoe Cambridge, uh, which is the real estate arm of essentially the Canadian, Canadian pension. Um, and, you know, I think there were some decisions made that, you know, with our development fund, we wanted to uh, make sure that we were uh, not only being cutting edge in terms of building technology, but also uh, uh, creating a unique offering in a unique neighborhood. And we felt that the site and the area around this development lent itself to uh, using a more unique, uh, maybe not as widely used uh, uh, construction process that we used in the past. Uh, we felt kind of all the pieces and parts came together in terms of technology and sustainability that uh, really as we started researching this, we felt that mass timber was you know, potentially an option for us here, even knowing going in after talking with our developer who had prior experience that there would be a premium to using uh, this over you know, a traditional steel and concrete building. That um, coupled with the city of Denver's desire uh, to unveil their new code, which allowed mass timber to go above four floors. Um, really, all the pieces and parts came together um, really nicely for us to be able to do this project. 
Well, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty heavy premium. Um, what uh, what justifies the the premium uh, of that scale based on your cost benefit analysis? You know, I think you know we were really looking at the the target tenant for this particular neighborhood in this particular building, and what we're what we were noticing is that you know specifically in the Denver market, oil and gas in the past has been um, replaced with technology companies moving to the Denver area. Um, and there was a universal, you know, kind of um, desire to get into sustainable construction. Um, I think there's an aesthetic to uh, mass timber that, um, you know, at least for some of our technology focused tenants uh, is a great alternative to, you know, without a better term for it, your, your dad's oil and gas 1980s building of which Denver has a pretty large supply. Um, and so we just, again, we felt, you know, given Mass Timber's kind of aesthetic quality and, and, and throwback and hearken to the brick and timber uh, neighborhood of Lodo, um, we see this in Deep Ellum in Dallas. Uh, in some of the neighborhoods around Austin and some of these emerging markets where people are, can get a better rent. Um, this is really something that we see as, uh, you know, future technology that we think a lot of, you know, not just tech tenants, but at least for this particular development, tech tenants um, would, would want to be in above those. Very interesting. Now, um, obviously, this is not uh, necessarily a construction typology that um, everyone is familiar with, although um, certainly the process of building um, single-family homes is pretty industrialized and does use panelized timber, um, but, but heavy or mass-engineered timber is a little bit different. Um, so I'm wondering if uh, you've had any discussions with the contractors about if this has affected the bidding or, or their their uh, interest or ability to to match your performa <laughs> well there's actually there's a couple kind of sides to that question that i'll 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 answer starting with you know our specific project in denver and and availability so you know all of our mass timber on that project comes from vancouver british columbia mm. um it's ironic that us you know being Canadian developers that we're trying to get our own product across the U S border and having tariffs and paying those tariffs to build in the United States. <laughs> oh it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, we, so first off we've noticed um, we expected pricing to go up and what we found was a, really a desire at the beginning of COVID when we were locking in prices with our mass timber supplier. We find that outside suppliers are wanting to lock in uh, their pricing far in advance. And so if you're willing to stick in with one supplier and do a design build concept, I, you know, I felt like that ended up being our best bet in terms of um, getting competitive pricing. So we've been able to lock that pricing in even though we're pretty much on an eight month delay at this point. Right. Because the stories that I had, I had heard was that the people who are used to doing, Oh, let's say like type four construction or type five construction um, where you have a, a concrete podium and then you have perhaps 
four to five stories above that that are in more of the stick frame or balloon frame uh, format. When they look at panelized systems that are pre-manufactured and shipped to the site, they kind of don't know what to do with it because they don't see where there's a lot of labor upside for them. I mean, they, 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 it's, it's definitely a, a um, it, it lowers the, uh, the labor cost pretty significantly. Isn't that right? It does. Well, it increases the labor cost where it's being manufactured, decreases the labor cost on site. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, the good news for us is, you know, we, we employed a development group that had done this a few times before and brought with them their national relationship with the general contractor who had done this system in the past and were able to find the right folks to install this. But I could see in a lot of ways with, with, you know, the doing most of the complexity and heavy lifting of the construction system in a factory that when you finally do get it on site, there's a lot of other things out there that are more labor intensive and better profit margin for subcontractors in the local market. And I could see that as a challenge, which is why I think, you know, in the early going, it's important to find a strategic partner, both on the general contracting side of the subcontractor, um, to do this on a repeat basis, if you can, because that ends up being the profit margin is, is volume. I guess as a, as a parting question, you know, it, for, for other developers who might be interested in taking this on, um, based on your experience uh, raising this project in Denver, um, what would you recommend that they do if, if perhaps they have, I suppose this is your first foray, foray as well. So maybe this isn't speaking from the perspective of having completed such a project, but uh, since you're working with partners who have, I wonder if you have any advice for developers who might be considering doing tall mass timber for the first time. Well, they're, they, they're going to revolve around something that I know a lot of companies aren't allowing right now, which is travel. And I would highly recommend that anybody who's interested in doing CLT across laminated or a DLT dowel laminated um, project, that if you can find, at least in this kind of challenging time, a local example, and I always stress local because generally you can talk to, it's, it, not only is it easier to set up a tour, but you can talk to, you know, potentially locally on how it was sourced and how it was built. But I'd recommend touring a building that's complete. And if you don't have one in your city, go, go to one. Go find one. Um, it's, it's absolutely eye-opening to walk the building with, with an architect and a contractor and, you know, potentially the developer that went through and just asking questions. And, and I think what I was able to learn, at least from, you know, some folks, our partners who you know, done these buildings before that nothing can take the place of actually seeing the completed product. And the second thing I would recommend is if you can, uh, and travel permits is I would go and take a look at one of the, the factories that these large laminated sections are created in, because it'll help inform. And also I would take your contractor with you if you can, but it would help, help inform to understand what can be done in the field versus what can be done in the factory. That's, that's what I would recommend is go, go see your product uh, from its inception to its completion. That's great advice. Uh, Phil McCormick, Ivanhoe Cambridge, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.